I believe that what we do as women in the privacy of our own minds is the single greatest determinant of our lives. I'm Emma Title, and you are listening to the Women Today podcast, where we are unpacking and investigating the new female psychology. I am a psychotherapist, coach, and teacher who is passionate about women's internal and external freedoms. You are in the right place if you want to hear in-depth stories about women's lives. On this show, we dig deep into the minds and hearts of women to understand what it really takes to heal, to grow, and to experience psychological freedom so that we can create lives of authenticity, fulfillment, and contribution. This is a place to receive nourishment, inspiration, and guidance as we continue to show up for the complexity and nuance of our lives as women. I'm so glad that you're here, and let's get started with today's episode. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. I'm popping in here for an extra episode this week because I've been having a lot of conversations with folks about the upcoming holiday season and the amount of stress and uncertainty that's on the horizon. So I felt inspired to record a short and sweet episode with my thoughts about how we can wrap our head around this upcoming holiday season and the winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere because I think that the shorter days and the sun setting earlier and the pandemic rates going up are really getting to us and it's increasing anxiety and it's increasing the sense of loss, particularly as we have to renegotiate what we're thinking in terms of gathering with family and friends during this holiday season. So I hope that you find these things helpful and as always, When I'm preparing for these podcasts, I try to break things down into doable, practical, digestible steps so that it's most useful to you all as the listeners. But as we know, life and our experiences in psychology are nonlinear. And so I encourage you to listen to all the steps and some of them you might have already been doing. And if some of them work, great. And if some of them don't, throw them out and just take what works for you. It's not like these have to go in a specific order. So I think the really most important first step is that we just need to acknowledge however we are feeling about the upcoming holiday time and how things are different for you this year, given the realities of the world. And those differences may be very extreme or dramatic. You may have lost somebody to COVID. You may be dealing with your own health struggles or something else, or they may be more minimal, you know, like a family tradition that is going to have to be changed this year or just some feelings. Whatever it is, the most important thing is to just give yourself that little bit of space to acknowledge and reflect on what is different and what are the losses. So you might spend some time writing it down, talking to a loved one, or just sitting quietly and asking yourself, what are the losses and what are the disappointments that I'm aware of? And then once you've done that, I want to encourage you to think about what does this loss need from me and how can I provide it for myself? So for me, I'll just give you an example. There's a big loss this holiday season because I live a plane trip away from both my family and my husband's family. And during this time of year, we really try to prioritize seeing those people 
um, particularly now that we have a two-year-old who everybody wants to see and we want to build those relationships. It feels like a really big loss that we're going to go through, you know, all of these winter months without seeing those folks most likely. And so I'm needing to give myself space for the loss and the grief there. And I'm asking myself, what does this this loss need? And what I keep coming back to is that I just need to be in conversation with my loved ones about the loss and we need to share the loss together. And then it also feels really good to stay in touch via Zoom and to build those relationships, even if it's imperfect or less desirable than in-person contact. And those things really help to buffer and bolster and kind of mitigate the loss, even though it's still there. And then once you've gone through that process of acknowledging and trying to give yourself what you need around the loss, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, what is the opportunity that's on the table? And to me, this feels different than looking for the silver lining. I think looking for the silver lining or uh, sugarcoating things or minimizing or pushing away real loss doesn't actually serve us in the long run. I think the more important thing is that we're able to sit with and relate to hard emotions and hopefully not get stuck in them, but make space for them. However, with everything that's been taken away in this wild year of 2020, the elimination has actually created a lot of space in different ways in our personal lives, in our community lives, in our collective lives. And so I want us to get curious about what are the openings? What are the voids? What are the spaces that have been created that may have some form of opportunity for you on the table? And it might be small or it might be large. So just give yourself some space to think about what are the opportunities as a result of the losses. And once you've gotten clear there, I'll invite you to ask yourself, how can I make the most or take advantage of this opportunity? So this doesn't mean, again, that we're minimizing or neglecting the losses, but we're just using our ability to reason and to process, to actively choose, to look for the good opportunity, to look for the gold, and to look for how we can take most advantage of the circumstances that we are in. I can give you another example from my life, which I know I've talked to a lot of folks about, which is that with travel. For me, we've taken air travel off the table for right now because we have a young child and that's just a personal choice that our family has made. I know not everybody is doing that, but because we've taken air travel off the table, it means that our world has really simplified. You know, I remember when we would try to get to the airport with all of our stuff and a baby and just how much stress I would go through you know, being in a different place, our daughter not sleeping well, and just the upheaval of, of relocating ourselves at this stage of our lives. And by completely removing that, there's space that opens up for us to actually do more grounding, more nourishing, less complicated activities, which in many ways serves me at this time in my life. It doesn't mean I don't miss the other things, but it's quite nice. So this is just a small example. And you might think about what are the advantages of the opportunities you're finding. And then the next step is I want you to ask yourself, what actually nourishes me? What actually gives me energy, makes me feel replenished? What actually builds me back up so that I feel like my best self 
and can carry forward and contribute and show up and have presence to the best of my ability. So again, you might think about simple things or they might be more complex. So it might be sleep or drinking water or a good phone call with a friend or quiet alone time. But what actually nourishes you? And then the next step, once you're clear about that, is what overwhelms me and has me feeling like I need a vacation after the holiday season? Because that's really common. A lot of people feel blown out. A lot of people feel like I need a holiday from my holiday or I need a vacation from my vacation. And it's more common than I think we like to admit to ourselves. But what are the things that predictably stress you out or drain you? And then the next question I want to invite you to think about is, how do I want to feel as I enter 2021? So this is going to be different for all of us. Some of us might want to feel super clear about new goals or habits we want to implement. Others, we might want to feel more resolved or healed in a new relationship or an old relationship. Others of us may want to feel really rested or on track with our health ideals. Other people might want to feel like, oh, I have a really exciting year planned ahead, or I really crushed my goals by the end of 2020. There's no right or wrong here, but just giving your space to really process how you want to feel as we cross over into January 2021. And then the final question to consider before we get into more practical stuff is what is top priority for me as I enter 2021? So there's a difference between how you want to feel. I want to feel rested, energized, clear, motivated versus what's top priority. And so top priorities might be I want to get pregnant or I want to make sure that I'm showing up for my parents who are aging or I want to make sure that I'm on track to get that raise at work or I want to make sure that I'm connected and having good communication with my spouse. But what are the external priorities for you as you move into 2021? So once you've gone through all of this reflection, it doesn't have to take long. You can do it again in written form or in your own mind or with a friend. But once you've reflected in that way, then I want you to take a step back and recognize that we have six weeks left in the year. That's not a lot of time. It's a month and a half. And we will be crossing over into a new year. I am not one of those people who feels like, oh, when 2020 is behind us, all of these problems are going to be resolved. We'll have a fresh start and it's going to be okay. I think we've got a long haul as a human family. I think we are up against some massive issues that have really, they've been going on, but they're really up front and center and in our faces right now. So it's not like there's going to be a magic turning in 2021. However, it is a symbolic reset. And I think all of us, somewhere deep down in our psyches with that New Year's Eve, that New Year's Day, we have a feeling that there is the ability to start anew or to build from a fresh intention. And so as you've been reflecting on these questions of how do you want to feel when you enter the new year and what is the top priority for you, I really want you to work backwards and think about what are the things you need to do be, experience, or have in order to get as close as possible to how you want to feel 
and as close as possible to being in alignment and ready to go with your top priorities as you enter into 2021. I've been listening a lot to many spiritual teachers that I respect, as well as some super skillful and wise astrologers that I have found to be spot on in the past. And I've been hearing their reflections and teachings about this time. And although there's a lot of variation and nuance to people's opinions, the consistent core theme that I am tracking from people that I really trust, and I also feel it intuitively in my own self, and I know so many of you are feeling it too because I'm hearing what you're experiencing in this time, and I feel like we're really being asked to evolve right now. We're being asked to stretch beyond our wildest dreams, to grow, to really allow ourselves to find out who we are in the face of extreme discomfort, upheaval, and uncertainty. And in this expansion, in this growth, in this tumultuous process, the ideal is that we can really refine and hone and develop ourselves to become our most mature and aware selves not only for our own personal worlds and our, you know, our one small universe, but also so that we are available and ready to join with others who are also committed to that highest maturity, that highest state of growth for themselves, so that we can come together and really unify and align and work hard together to solve some of the most pressing issues of this time. And this is really important to me. And I know a lot of the women who are here listening to this, I know this is important to you because we care. We do not want to live in a vacuum. We do not want to live only self-focused lives. We want to feel well in ourselves. And then we want that wellness to extend into a service and a purpose that's beyond ourselves and our small universe. So I really want to invite you to use these next six weeks and specifically even the time prior to the winter solstice, December 20th, 21st, 22nd, that little area right there. I don't know the exact moment of the solstice this year, but that time between now and late December to really get clear, to take the time to reflect, to take the time to know yourself and plan your holiday season accordingly. Bake in as many of the things that nourish you and that will most reliably lead you to how you want to feel as we make this transition into 2021 and how you want to be aligned with your priorities as we enter the new year. It's not going to be perfect. There's always going to be um, room for error. And I think that's one of the things we're learning most readily this year is that we have to adapt. We have to be flexible and we can still keep coming back to center and alignment and intention and knowing ourselves so that we are not blown out when we enter the new year. I really come from the philosophy that the more stable, integrated, grounded, and clear-headed that each one of us are, the more available we are to be of the highest contribution and service to the world. And so that's really what I am focused on personally in these next six weeks here. And I want to invite you into the same. And that may mean that we need to have some awkward conversations with ourselves, with our family members, with our children, with our friends and loved ones. 
But I think if we each center and align ourselves with the activities, the plans, and the ways of being, and also holding that space for the loss, then we will be able to lead and have graceful exchanges with the people we care most about. So I hope this has been helpful for you. And I wanted to share, you know, sometimes when I invite women into these exercises of thinking about what is most important to them or how they want to feel, sometimes big question marks or uncertainties can come up. And if that's happening to you, don't worry, don't be hard on yourself. It's actually relatively normal that as women, when we ask ourselves, what do we actually want? Sometimes we draw a blank. And from my perspective, that is a result of patriarchy. And that's a result of not having the support and the guidance that we needed in our early lives to actually know how to find out what we want or know how to know what is nourishing or feels good. So not all of us are going to be in that category. But if that's you, I want to invite you into looking perhaps at some of the foundations So again, a lot of the folks I've been listening to who I trust are encouraging, and I would encourage this too, is that the next six weeks, if you're feeling disoriented, it's really a time to think about your home base. And that can be the home base of your physical living environment, the home base of your physical body and what it needs to feel healthy and most grounded and alive. And it can also be the base of your relationships. It could also be the base of your financial world. But if you're feeling lost or confused, I'll invite you to look at those four areas. So home, health, relationships, or finances, and think about where maybe you could get more ground or a sense of stability there for yourself. And that might mean getting organized or getting rid of things or drinking a glass of water, going to bed earlier. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you might consider focusing your attention there. And on a personal note, I just wanted to share with you all that for me, I had a very intense autumn season. I was working really hard on this podcast to have it ready the way that I wanted for you all. And I was also working really hard to deliver a speech that I had been working on for nine months that was really important to me. And so those major outputs, I was sort of in a go mode and working really hard and super focused. And I'm noticing that as the seasons are starting to shift and as I'm going through these questions and contemplations about the last six weeks of the year, I'm feeling pulled to really slow down and to go deeper into my quietude, my spiritual practice. And I'm really focused on less as more. That's just for me personally. But I know that I'm not the only one because I'm hearing this from a lot of women. And so if you're someone that's used to going full throttle and being, you know, really out there and extroverted and online and hustling and getting it all done, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's beautiful. And if you're needing permission to slow it down a notch, I want to give you that space and that freedom. And I think that that's one of the major opportunities that I'm seeing with how the holiday season has been so impacted by pandemic life is that there's more of an invitation and more of an acceptability around doing less, taking breaks from travel, not seeing people or seeing each other digitally and really just taking on health, 
and well-being and letting that be the priority so that hopefully we can all move into a spring and summer next year that is way less restricted, way less scary, and way less uncertain for most of us, and particularly those of us who are most vulnerable to being impacted by this pandemic. So a couple of resources, if it's appealing to you to think about less as more or slowing down. I love the book Do Less by Kate Northrup, which is a beautiful, simple, easy read all about the art of doing less, which I think is a lost art in our modern society. And then there's another book that I love called Essentialism by Greg McCallan. And it's an incredible resource for really starting to pay attention to which of our activities or physical belongings or anything in our life lead to the greatest rewards and outcomes. And, um, you know, you may have heard of the 80-20 principle. It's pretty commonly known, but it's this concept that, usually 80% of our rewards come from 20% of our activities. And so if we can find those leverage points of, you know, if I really focus on this or if I really improve or get better at doing this, it will actually help 80% of my life to flourish even more. And so this is a beautiful principle and a way of applying less pressure to ourselves and really getting more efficient with how we live our lives, which I think is what so many of us are being called into right now with all this upheaval, all this confusion, all these things being taken off the table. There's really an opportunity for us to refine and to improve and not just this kind of self-improvement concept, but to actually make our lives more restful, more rejuvenative, and more of service to the world. And so I'm really embracing that opportunity. And I highly recommend those books if you're looking for something new to read. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it gives you a way to approach these upcoming holidays and to feel a sense of control over the things that you can control and also a sense of acceptance and surrender over the things that are way beyond any of our control. And I am thinking of you. I am wishing you and your loved ones a really beautiful holiday season. And I hope that these days can be sacred and that they can be uplifting for you and rejuvenative and that you can find a way to make these days feel special, even if they're having to look really different than they normally do for you. I'm wishing you all my best and I look forward to connecting soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Today podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a rating and a review. The more five-star ratings this podcast gets, the more easily women around the world will be able to access this valuable information. Remember, we each have our unique role to play in this collective uprising for women all over the world. Whoever you are and wherever you find yourself in this moment, there is a deep intelligence to your particular place in the wider web, and we need the specific experiences, insights, and gifts that only you carry. I am sending you my heartfelt strength and support for wherever you are on the journey, and I'll look forward to connecting again next week.